You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy a special message recorded live at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, welcome East Coast friends and family. I want to welcome the Vieira Campus, the Parkway, the Avenue, and the Coco Campus. Can we put our hands together for our online campus as well? Come on, and let's praise and worship the Lord today. I am so fired up, guys. We are starting a new vision series today. Love God, love people, love life. Now, you might be saying, where is one Savior, one step, one soul? Well, it is still integrated within our church. In fact, I'll get to some of that later. It's within our values. But the new series that we're launching out and our vision for 2021 and beyond is love God, love people, love life. Now, normally, I would kind of do an overview on that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to touch each one for the next three weeks. And so I will let you know in three weeks what it is, what it means to love life. I can't wait to drop that on you guys. It is, it's going to be incredible. And I really believe that it's going to bless you in this year, 2021. Now, the title of this message is Love God, but I want to tell you the heartbeat behind the message. The heartbeat is God is not done rise and build. God is not done, rise and build. You know, you might have gone through the last couple years or last year and have wondered, is God done with me? Maybe you've had your best year of your life and you say, could this get any better? I'm here to tell you that God is not done. And as we read 1 Chronicles 22, 19, I think you'll discover more and more what this is all about. Let's look at it together. 1 Chronicles 22, 19. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and and build the sanctuary. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to circle arise and build. Circle those two words, so important to what we're doing today. Arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and the holy articles of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. Let's pray as we study the word today. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for who you are in our life. God, we, we are going to stand before you and recognize that you are not done. You are working in us. You are working through us, God. You are working in our communities, in our homes, and in our church. Lord, we ask today that you would give us the word that we need in this moment right now. God, give us the word for 2021 that we would be able to celebrate together, that we would be able to run together with the vision. We thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree with that prayer, just say amen. 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 Now, if you don't know this about me, I love hot sauce. I love it. Um, it's, can I, my hot sauce people, anybody out there, you love hot sauce? All right. Yeah. Come on. Right. Hot sauce. It always just kicks it up a notch. And, and, uh, I, I have trouble not putting hot sauce on everything. I, I always want to, but I don't, especially when I'm visiting other people's houses. I don't do that. But in my own house, I tend to want to add a little kick. My favorite hot sauce of all time is Tabasco hot sauce. I heard a stat one time that most people will have the same job of Tabasco in the refrigerator their entire life. That is not true in my house. I go through probably two bottles every year. That's, I love it that much. I want to show you a little fun video that we made here at church. Just letting you know there's other people that love hot sauce and some people that don't love hot sauce. Check this out. <laughs> don't you love that? Isn't that fun? You know, there's a point to this. I'll tell you. Um, I've done some research about hot sauce. In fact, I begin to look at Tabasco hot sauce. You know, there's actually a pretty cool story behind Tabasco hot sauce. Uh, the guy that created it was Edmund Mick, Mickle Henry. 
And in the late mid-1800s, he went through the Civil War. When he got home to his house, he got home to his property, he saw his house had been trashed, his property had been burned, had been destroyed. They actually took the island that he lived on, they took it over to harvest salt because it was, it was a place where there was a ton of salt and they still take a lot of salt from there today and they needed salt for the minerals, for the soldiers, for their health. And so his land and property was destroyed. He was also a banker and banking industry in the Civil War era was really messed up. And so he didn't have a job, he had a broke down house, he had broke down property, he didn't really know what to do. In fact, most the people that lived around him moved away. They sold their land, but he didn't. He was actually given some uh, seed peppers uh, earlier in life, and he really enjoyed them. They were from Mexico, and so he actually found it was the only thing that he could grow on his property because it was so dense with salt. So he started growing these little peppers, okay? He began to grow these peppers, and he liked them so much, he thought, well, maybe I can build, uh, make a hot sauce. And so he did. All he had was a bourbon barrel, a bunch of salt, and some peppers. So he began to make a hot sauce. He made this hot sauce in this bourbon barrel, and eventually he found some cologne bottles, some old cologne bottles, glass bottles that were thrown out uh, in the trash. And so he found those, and he created his first batch of hot sauce, over 600 bottles of hot sauce, and he began to sell. He turned that business into a global brand in over 160 countries. A billion-dollar business was birthed out of the ashes of destruction from the Civil War in the South in Louisiana. Pretty crazy story. I, I mean, I, I love this idea. You can see in this that God is not done that Edmund wasn't done. He thought, what in this worst situation I could do? I could create something for five generations of wealth. Five generations. You know, we go back to this verse. I don't know if you realize this, but this is David at the end of his life. He'd fought wars. He'd fought King Saul. He had battled in caves. He, all he wanted to do, though, was build this temple, build this sanctuary for God. And he wasn't even going to get to do it. He wasn't going to get to build. What all he wanted to do was build a house for the Lord. And he stood really towards the end, very end of his life. And he stands before everybody. And he says, now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord. David, through all his trouble, through all his fights, and through all his battles, he knew that God was not going to be done in that moment. Now, I know, I don't know about you, but I felt several times more than ever that, man, is, is God done? Like, is my situation done? Is the world we live in done? I think that was a question that would rise up in our hearts through 2020. Is it done? No, it's not. Maybe it's now. I don't know. Am I done trying? Am I done caring? Am I done leaning in? Am I done seeking God? Am I done going to church? Is life done as we know it? Are we changing everything? This is a question I think so many of us have been asking. And I'm here to tell you, God is not done. You know, at the end of last year, we, we had a decision to make. Will we do a legacy offering? Will we build a building in Vieira? Will we ask our church to give? And we said, I don't think God's done with this. It was too risky not to ask. And so we did. We asked. We said, will you give? Will you lean into this? You know, uh, we haven't shared this new number with you, but guys, over $321,000 has come in for legacy. Man, God is not done. He's not done with your life. He's not done with your, your family. He's not done with East Coast. He's not done with the Parkway. He's not done with Vieira. He's not done with Coco. He's not done with the Avenue. He's not done with you sitting in your home or your car right now watching this. 
God is not done building his church. In fact, let's look at this verse to see when we feel like it's not going to happen, we can learn from David and what he wrote here. First Chronicles twenty-two nineteen. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and build. Arise and build. Arise. I love the word arise. The word arise speaks of the grace of God. It speaks of get up because maybe you've fallen <laughs> or you're just sitting there or you're not sure what to do, but arise. You know, um, I don't know about you, but I don't fall very much because when I do, it really hurts nowadays, right? I mean, if I hit the ground, something bad really happened and I'm, I'm howling, I'm, I'm yelling, something hurts. Um, but I look at my kids and my daughter, I think she falls probably about 200 times a day. Like, and sometimes it's on purpose, sometimes it's on accident, but uh, somehow she still survives and she falls all day. You know, there was a time in your life where you used to fall all the time. Like when, remember, you, you probably don't remember this, but, but your parents do, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa whoever raised you, you fell a lot. You didn't come out walking just like, this is how I do it with, you know, your swag. That's not how you did that. You'd try, you'd hold on to the TV stand, like, can I do this? And you'd go for it and you'd fall flat on your face. And what, what would your parents, what would mom or dad say? They'd say, it's okay, get up, keep going. That doesn't hurt, come on. You're, you're wailing, howling on the ground, a two-year-old, three-year-old, one-year-old, just, ah! It's okay, you're okay, you're tough, you're so tough, it's okay. And you get back up and you keep going and you keep walking and you keep moving. It's the grace of God in our life. It's the grace to help us to stand even when we've fallen. You know, Peter, Peter had fallen from God. He was a disciple of Jesus. He had believed in Christ. He had followed for years. But when he was crucified, Peter turned his back on God. He turned his back on Jesus. He gave up on him. And Jesus came to him and he said, he just said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He kept asking him, do you love me? Do you love me? And each time he asked him, Peter, it, it hit his heart a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, until it was like, yes, on the third time, I do love you. Then he said, let's go feed my sheep. In other words, disciple my people. Let's go change the world. I think God wants to ask us the same thing. Will you get up? Do you love him? Will you keep going? Arise and build. Grace is the help we need, even when we don't deserve to get up. You know, sometimes we're falling because it's our fault, and it's like, I don't even know if I want to get up. I don't know if I want to deal with this, or admit to this, or admit that this is all me right now. It's easy to blame other people, but sometimes when it's our fault, the grace of God is sufficient for you. Whatever season that you find yourself in, wherever you find yourself, you know, I've, I've talked to so many people that have come back into a building for the first time as people have integrated back into church. Uh, some people came right away. Some people took a month. Some people, it was Christmas Eve was their first service or the first Sunday of the year. They come back into a building and sometimes people walk in and they're, they're literally weeping, just so thankful because there's joy in the presence of the Lord. And some people are weeping because they, you can see it on their face. They just feel terrible, feel bad. Like, why wasn't I here earlier? I'm, I'm just here to tell you, you don't need to stay down in your troubles. You need the grace of God. He'll pick you back up. Arise and build. Arise and build what, though? Number two, 
build the sanctuary. Arise and build the sanctuary of, of the Lord your God. You know, people are building lots of things right now. People like to build their online platform. They like to build their financial future. They, they like to build their family. They, they like to build, build uh, their finances, right? Their, their retirement. They want to build all these things. But I want to say, are you building the sanctuary of God? Are you building his house? You know, I love the word sanctuary. Sometimes we call the building the auditorium. Sometimes we call it a sanctuary. Sometimes we call it an auditorium. What is the sanctuary? I love the word sanctuary. To me, I just see it as a place somewhere where you go and you stay. You go and stay there. You linger a little longer. A sanctuary is a place of healing. It's a place where hope happens. It's a place where you worship the Lord. It's a helping place. Sanctuary is a place not only where you get help, but where others get help, where people are welcomed in. It's a place of rest. It's a place where you leave the troubles of the world, you leave the troubles of the day, you leave the details of the day, and you come into a place, and you stay, and you linger, and you worship. You know, this, this is a building. If you're not careful, you, you say, this is a building with a stage where people perform. But when you build this place as a sanctuary of the Lord your God, this is no longer a building with a stage where you perform, but it is a sanctuary with a platform where you lead others forward for purpose and change. You could build a sanctuary in your finances. You could build a sanctuary in your family. You could build a sanctuary in your online platform where no longer it's just a place that, that it's a thing, but it's now it's something empowered by the living God. You could turn your room into a sanctuary just like that. Turning and building the sanctuary. That's how you stand up one more time. Building a sanctuary is a recommitment to the Word. It's a recommitment to prayer and communion and devotion to the principles of God, to walking in the precepts and the laws of God, to actually doing the right thing. That's what building the sanctuary is in our heart. You know, East Coast is a sanctuary. Our church is not just a place, but it's a place where you encounter the Holy God. It's a place where you lift up worship and reverence to God. It's a place where you receive refreshing healing. It's a place where others come in and get healed. Can I tell you a little bit more about this sanctuary? The sanctuary that we're building, we build it with, with specific bricks. Do you know that... God will build his church, but he wants to use you. He wants you to step in and build the walls, build the foundation, build the roof line, to build the, to build the platform, to build the ministry. He wants to use you. Here are the bricks that we use. These are our values. These are the things that we care so much about as we build the Lord's house. Our values, and you'll see them if you go into any of our buildings, you'll see them in the lobby. Six values. The first value as we build the sanctuary is welcome home. Welcome home. And I also like to say welcome back home. Welcome home. You belong here. Before you believe, before you quote unquote behave, you belong. You walk in the door. You walk into our community. You connect with us online. You belong. Welcome home. This is the grace of God. It's Jesus plus nothing. You belong. The next 
is one step. I told you we're not getting rid of one step. One step is growing. One step is each person has one step they need to take. My step's a little different than your step. My step might be a little longer, a little shorter. We're all moving the same direction. We're going towards the grace of God one step at a time. Everyone can grow, but each person has to take one step. One soul. Number three. Will you be the one to reach the one? Like one person. God's put one person on your heart. Will you be the one to reach the one? Will you be the one to pray for that person? Invite that person? Love that person? Care for that person? Bring them along in the journey of life with you? This is how we turn this building into a sanctuary. Fourth, we have generous hearts. We give. We give because we're blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. We're not just blessed to be blessed, to have stuff, to build our, to build our family, to build our platform. No. We're blessed to be a blessing. God pours into us to be generous. And we're even generous in a season of famine or chaos. You know, last year, I'm so proud of our, our church. I, I think the number <laughs> keeps growing every time I say it. 38 generosity projects last year. Over thou- thousands of people got touched by your generosity in 2020 when everyone was panicking. No, we're going to be generous. We have generous hearts. Five, church is a gathering. It's not just a crowd. It's not a crowd of strangers. It's a gathering of friends. It's a gathering of family. It's a gathering of people building the sanctuary in the house of God. Whether it's in small groups or, or online or a Sunday morning or Saturday night service. It's a gathering. Welcome to the family. You're our friend. You're part of the gathering. Get to know each other. Number six, dream team. Dream team. I love the phrase dream team because it says it, says it in the word. God's put a dream in your heart and we want to get that out of you and see you serve whenever, wherever, however. But God's put a dream in your heart. Let's get that going. Let's get that moving. You, let's use that for God and build his house and build his sanctuary. You know, I don't know if one of those six bricks, six things, six values stood out to you. If it did, if it stood out, maybe... Maybe it's time for you to look at that and say, is is that my next step? I should lean into that. Maybe I should start serving. In fact, this year, 2021, let's seek God. Let's ask him how to do that. That's on you. We're here for you. We love you. You know, East Coast, you think about our church. People are literally waiting at any split second to care for you, to minister to you, to help you, to lead you forward, to smile at you, to lead you in worship. You get an idea that you want to be a part of this, we are ready instantly. We want you to be a part of this. We're ready for you to build. And it's not all in you. You know it's on the Lord? Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Philippians 1.6 says it like this, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God is not done. He wants to do a good work in you. He started it and he'll finish it. Let's boil it all down. The big point. Love God. Love God. It's all about loving God. First Chronicles 22.19 When David said, let's build the sanctuary, he started it with this. 
Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. You want to build something of significance for God? It starts by setting your heart and your soul. It starts by seeking him. You want to stand up again? Then set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord. Jesus said it like this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The first part of our vision is love God with everything that you have, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with everything, with passion, with zeal, with energy. Well, that sounds like a lot. Well, you know what? It's going to take a lot. You got to go all in. You can't just sit back and, and let life come to you. You want to get strong? Go to the gym. The gym's never coming to you. You hungry? You want to get, get full? Well, then you got to prepare a meal. The meal doesn't come to you. You got to go to the meal. You've got to put it in your mouth. You want 2021 to be the best year of your life? Well, let's seek God, the best you've ever sought him before. Let's go all in. We do this every year. So many times people say, I've never done this before, and I'm going all in. And they never regret it. I am currently in a four-year Bible study that started with our devotions at the beginning of the year. I'm in it right now with about 60 other guys because we said we're going all in four years ago. And it's carried to this day. How are we doing that? We are going to seek God in three ways. I'm going to start with the hardest one, my personal least favorite, fasting. We are going to fast. What is fasting? Fasting is abstaining from food. In the Bible, there are many different types of fasts. One of the fasts that we talk about a lot is the Daniel fast. That'll be a common fast that people will do, uh, which is basically doing a plant-based diet. That's what we call it now. A plant-based diet. No meat, no sweets, no processed foods, whatever. Some people will fast a meal a day, two meals a day, three meals a day. Some people will fast six meals a day. It's crazy, right? Come on. Some people will do juice only, water only, liquids only. Some people are going to fast Netflix and Disney Plus and technology. They're going to fast that. But we all can fast something. We can all set something aside and say, we're not doing that. And in that space, we're going to seek God. We're going to give God that time. Fasting's hard. Fasting's tough. But fasting's not for the strong. Fasting, with the exception of Jesus, is for the weak. It's for me. It's for you. It makes us strong. When we are weak, he is strong in our life. Trust me, if you choose to fast, there's going to be times where you're like, why did I do this? Remind yourself, I'm seeking God in 2021. I'm giving him the first part of my year, the first part of my life this year. Second, we're doing a 21-day devotion. You can get your copy digitally. You can go into one of our buildings and grab that. But we're starting a 21-day devotion. On social media, you know, some people are going to fast social media. That's incredible. Others can't necessarily. It's part of their job. It's part of their life, whatever. 
but we're going to put it out on social media. We're going to put it on our app. We're going to put it on our website. You can get it digitally. You can, you can watch videos of people commenting on, on the devotions. We're doing this together. We're going to be doing this in groups and small groups all over the place. Devotions, 21 days. And then number three, prayer. We're going to recommit to prayer at the beginning of the year. We've got some incredible prayer services set up over the next seven days. We've got in the morning at our Parkway Worship Center, uh, Monday through Friday, we've got prayer from 7 to 8 a.m. The next Monday, we will have, that's uh, January 18th, we will have prayer at our Vieira property at 7 a.m. We did it last year. It was incredible. We walked around the property. We prayed and we worshiped God. People had saw us doing it out there, had come up and joined in with us. People, someone came up and handed us scriptures and said, man, I'm so glad you're doing this. I want to support this. It was incredible. In the middle of all this, we're doing a 24-hour prayer. This is going to start at our night of worship. This is our Wednesday night of worship. That starts at 6 p.m. There's a second one at 7.30 p.m. But we're starting at 6 p.m. A 24-hour prayer service. We're going to, I think, I mean, we got... That's all the time we have for the weekly special message. But if you would like to listen to more, please go to eccc.us or use the East Coast app. Now, here's a moment to thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age, or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437.
Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.